Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. This week's episode, prepare for some pure, bubbly, chatty Italian energy from the brilliant Carlotta. Fear can be a huge barrier for a lot of us. If you're finding yourself bogged down with what-ifs or hesitancies around your life or career decisions, this is the episode for you. Together, we give you the ultimate pep talk for kicking that fear to the curb, using it instead as fuel and pushing through outside of your comfort zone towards personal growth and success. Yeah, you know what? I think that fear is, it's always with us. Fear can be paralyzing sometimes. I was literally afraid of everything. Like, I'm not even joking, you know? But I started thinking and I started telling myself, you know what? It's not the end of the world. Like, you can try again. You can keep trying. Go and do it. Like, if it goes wrong, you can go back to where you were and start again, okay? But it's better than just sitting there in your comfort zone and being like, what if? Carlotta's story is a first for this podcast, as she didn't want to move to Canada at all. It was her dad who forced her on a plane to Vancouver against her will back in 2013. And just two days later, Carlotta knew that she had found her true home. Let's start the show. Carlotta, I've been looking forward to this conversation all day. How are you doing? Ciao, hello. I'm great. I'm super, super excited and happy to be here. First podcast, so... Yes, wonderful. I'm going to do my best. (laughs) (laughs) How is life over there on the West Coast? It's great, actually. We're super, super, super lucky with the weather. Sunny, but not too hot. Mm -hmm. So... I cannot complain. Well, at least now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was intense. The heat was. Yes, you had a full heat unbearable. wave. I was complaining on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, it's so hot. And then the people on the West Coast were like, shut up. Like, it's so much hotter <laughs> over here. I was like, ooh, I didn't even realize you guys have it way worse. Yeah, that's why. No, it was crazy. Seriously, I couldn't sleep at night. I have a small fan, but. Ah, <gasps> uh, I didn't do much. <laughs> wow. And then your poor puppy, he's got all that fur. She was destroyed like for real sleeping whole day and she's 10 months right so she's full of energy but those I don't know four days she was my god like dead just sleeping and she didn't even want to eat and I was like please eat and drink some water but and now that it's again you know like 20 let's say 24 degrees back to normal she's super active again same for me so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're enjoying this weather now. Oh, that's so good. What is she, she's a border collie. She's a border collie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, awesome. That's so nice. Yeah. You're living in Canada. You got your own dog. Like loving life in Vancouver. That's awesome. Do you live in downtown Vancouver? I live uh, near the beach. So it's downtown Vancouver, West End, and uh, I love it. I love it because, like, I don't know, it was always my dream living 
Bart the Beach. Yeah. And then now I have a dog with who I can, you know, enjoy the beach and go for nice walks. So, yes, I waited for so long to have my own dog because, of course, like I had two dogs in Italy, but it's different, you know, when you have one with your family and when you have one on your own. So yeah. the dream came true. <laughs> Aww, yeah, because when you have a dog with your family, it's always like maybe one of your parents is like their person. But now it's like you're so, all that the dog has. Exactly. And I also, oh my God, I also got a tattoo for her. Oh. So <laughs> that's how obsessed I am with my dogs. <laughs> oh my God, is it a paw print? Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. It's her face. Like we actually use the photo of her. You know, I have another border collie in Italy, so I'm got. I always say that the tattoo is for both of them. Yeah, <laughs> but we actually use Zoe's picture, so Aww. she's special. She's special, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's so nice too. Have you found that she's like been a comfort as well? Obviously, you're living so far away from your loved ones and your family and friends. Oh yes. so like having somebody to come home to and like cry into their fur if you're feeling bad. Oh or my god! They can sense when you're upset or if they need you need comfort. Like I feel like yeah. I, even with my cat, I'm just like if I feel sad, I just grab him and like force my love on him. Like <laughs> dogs are Absolutely. even better for that. You know what? I actually did it, and I feel so bad because. Anyways, I did it during uh, the Euro Cup yeah. because, like, I get very emotional when I watch soccer games, and she was always by my side, right? And when we won against Spain, I was crying so much, and she was super worried. So I just grabbed her, and she she was like giving me kisses and tried to understand what's going on, why I was so upset. And I'm like, baby, I'm not upset. I'm just crying. I'm happy tears. Happy tears. <laughs> yeah so I was gonna say obviously I was gonna say thanks so much for coming on the show obviously the timing of this collab is controversial to say the least but I'm gonna take the high ground and say congrats on your Euro (laughs) win thank you so much no I'm totally joking I'm totally joking you guys are the best you're you're such a passionate nation and deserve every ounce of success unlike the English football supporters you know the racism that the players suffered after that final was disgusting and honestly it was disgusting like seriously I, I don't understand how it's still possible you know right it's crazy yeah honestly I'm kind of happy that we didn't win it's probably controversial to say because Obviously, the players deserved it, but, you know, the fans, maybe not so much. So, congrats. Thank you. Italia. Great team and great uh, match, by the way. Oh, my God. I don't think I took a breath for three hours. I literally didn't breathe. Oh, my God. It was intense, intense. But I think both teams played really well. Yeah. Um, It was just a lot. Like, I was like, no, my body cannot take all this, you know, anxiety (laughs) or whatever. Because... Okay, um, even if I live in Canada, I'm still Italian, okay? So I'm very passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, when it comes down to penalties as well, it's just so tense. Like, and the pressure that those people have, like the goalkeepers and the people taking the pens, like it's just... Can you imagine? could not imagine, like 60,000 people just staring you down in the stadium and oh, your whole nation just holding their breath, like... Exactly. No <laughs> but I don't know, it's weird, like it makes me feel closer to my country when uh, um, you know like we have either soccer game or the Olympics yeah it brings us all together it it definitely it's amazing to see like all the Brits or Italians you know gathering in the cities and waving their flags and like celebrating in the (laughs) streets it's so nice yeah it brings us all together and 
yeah, like it shows that there are actually so many of us living in Canada. It sometimes feels like we're alone. So yeah, it was great to have something patriotic and, and tied to home, right? To, to get involved with. A hundred percent. I was very, very excited. <laughs> yeah. So did you like celebrate? Or was, is there a Little Italy in Vancouver? Because I know the Little Italy in Toronto yes. was like crazy. So it was crazy also here. I, I didn't go though, just because, you know, I didn't have my second shot yet. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait uh, because it was crazy. I saw stories on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, I want to be there. But also, you know, I want to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I, I didn't go. But I was very sad. I really wanted to be there. Amazing. Yeah, I'm sad it's over, really. Like I loved driving around and I had my little flag on my car window. And then you can drive past like all these other people and then you'd like honk at each other. And oh, oh it's so, so fun. fun. Really cool. Yeah. We'll have to just look forward to the World Cup now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Almost there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that's amazing. Let's, let's hear more about where you grew up then. So obviously you're from Italy. You were yes. born in the north of Italy, a little town called Vicenza. Am I saying that good? Vicenza. Vicenza. Oh, yes. It was amazing. Perfect. Tell us all about the town. <laughs> you know, it's a little town. So it's the kind of uh, environment where everyone knows what's going on and there are no secrets. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's the typical like small town, a small Italian town that people have in their mind, I guess. I always needed something more, but I was always too afraid to try. Mm-hmm. Like I was very, very scared to try something new. Um, I used to go every summer when I was in high school to either England or Scotland for a couple of weeks, but that was enough for me. I was like, oh my God, I cannot try something else. So I I love my country. I love food. I love how the people are. Oh. The food is amazing, it amazing. Is. I, I miss that. I found nice places here in Vancouver though, so I don't miss it too much but I don't know I think I got to a point where I was like this is not enough for me Mm -hmm. you know so I the, the weird thing is that I had that thought in my mind and that's where it stayed it just stayed in my mind you know I didn't take action I didn't do anything to to make uh you know my wish come true yeah, because I guess you just don't have any, you don't think of any any other alternatives, really. You're just kind of growing up there, no. and so you're in this little small town. So what was, like, a typical weekend like for you guys? What did you do? I Like, I don't know, like, family lunch or, like, just a coffee or something with my friends. Few drinks, but nothing crazy, you know. Like, if you wanted something bigger, you actually had to take the car and try yeah, yeah. <laughs> and go to another city. It's just so beautiful there though. Like it's so artistic. Like everywhere you look, there's just so much thought and creativity that's gone into like every window ledge, like the building yes. corners, you know, the piazza oh, statues, yes. like the architecture is just, I've never experienced anything like it. Obviously the only place I've been to in Italy is, is Rome. Mm-hmm. But to this day, like I say this a lot and it's probably doesn't sound very genuine, but I'm a hundred percent saying the truth <laughs> that that, that is my in, my favorite place I've ever been in my life. Like it's imprinted on my soul. And I was only there for like 
four days but it's just like I have that sense memory of just sitting in front of the Pantheon and eating I don't know tiramisu and just like people playing (laughs) guitars and just the vibe of the place and the people they're always smiling and saying ciao in the street to you and yeah I love Italy and I dream of going back there and and exploring more of it. uh, I think that there is something special you know about like not not because it's mine you know I can say the same about like many countries in Europe, but I don't know. I feel that Italy has something like all the history, um, how people are, people are very warm, you know? And I feel that the more you go south, the warmer people are. Mm. Um, for example, I don't know, in Sicily or in Naples, it's just like you're part of a big family even if you just go on vacation like it's I think it's amazing how they they welcome you yeah you know and they make you feel home and uh, it's something that I really really love about my country I I traveled a lot because I wanted to discover you know different corners of uh, like little towns that are not very you know touristic because it's I feel that when you go off I don't know, to a big city like Rome or Florence, it's full of tourists, right? Yes. Like, oh, 100%. All the time, all the time. And I think it's also interesting to, to discover the little towns in Italy. And uh, I don't know, it's beautiful. Like, I, I was very lucky because my, my parents, uh, wanted me to show, to show me our country and how beautiful it is. And, uh, so I, I, I can call myself really, really lucky because I don't know. I, for example, I, I love Sicily. When I went there, I was like speechless. I love Sardinia. I, I don't know. It's really weird because every region has something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, something different, different dialects, different food. So it's, um, I don't know, every time you can discover something new. Yeah, so you have the history, and then you have the vineyards, and you have the beach. Yes. Just, yeah, there's so many different things going on. But yeah, where do you, what are your kind of top places to go if you were to do a road trip, which I think I will do, like you said, that's the best way to kind of discover all oh, yes. the smaller places that you find along the way. So um, yeah, if someone was heading there for the first time, which which kind of stops do you recommend? Toscany, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like Tuscany is my number one, you know, um, cause you have, uh, cities like Florence, uh, Pisa, which you can find like all the historical things. And then you have, uh, more like nature. Like, for example, there is, uh, uh, Satur- it's called Saturnia. It's a little place where my dad used to go every year. And it's just like, wow, you see it in pictures and you're like, this is not real, yeah. you know? So like you have to go there and then a hundred percent the two islands. So Sicily and Sardinia. So Sicilia and Sardinia, uh, they're beautiful. Like the, how the sea looks like, the different colors, the different kind of foods, because also food is really different, you know, really, really different. So you, you have to try. Oh, another place that I love is uh, Cinque Terre. So yes. it's in the north. Okay, that's amazing. Like the colors there, the houses, it's 
beautiful. It just it's kind series. of blown up on TikTok recently, right? Because it's all the whole thing yes. is like Silencio Bruno. It's like that new Dis- Disney <laughs> uh, Disney movie, and it's like everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, I really want to go there. It's probably going to be jammed with top Disney Disney adults now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh yeah, I, it's it's been. You need to go. Yeah, I went to Rome with my parents for for four days, like years and years ago, and it's one of those countries that I always, always just think about probably every day honestly like it's it's it made that impact on me all these years later I still think about it so yeah it's really nice to hear seriously no I think it was honestly it comes down to the people like I'm a feelings person like I can go and see you know the museum here and like do this excursion here but it's like the feeling I get from a place like that that is something about it I don't know I just even even just like checking into like a little Airbnb and having this Italian family like running this little Airbnb and um, I think she, she was trying to do like a breakfast the next day and it was funny. I ordered a latte. Um, and then she brought it out to me and I was drinking it and I'm like, this is really milky. Like this is, and I, and I gave it to my mom and my mom was drinking it. And she was like, yeah, like this is so milky. And then I was like, sorry, is this a, is this a latte? And she was really confused. And then she was like, oh, like a cafe latte. Oh. <laughs> so it was just a glass of hot milk. It was so funny. Oh, hot milk. You need to be careful, right? With these kind of things. It's really, it's really interesting how different it can be. Like for you, a latte is, you know, what we order here for us is just a, simple glass of milk yeah. well. and we were just sipping out like such foreigners like what's wrong with this coffee like it's so funny <laughs> but yeah she was laughing a bit and, confusing yeah it was funny that's a good memory I have but yeah so good oh I really want to go oh yes good inside info Same. <laughs> so interestingly you mentioned it briefly before um before we hit record that living in a different country was was never really in your plans right like you said before that it was yes. maybe something that you you had inside you that you weren't quite fulfilled where you were and you weren't satisfied where you were but to move to a different country was was never on your on your radar but never. it was your dad that actually forced you to spend a month in Canada back in 2013 so run us through that what happened my god it was crazy cuz um <laughs> so my parents have a friend who was born here and then she moved back to to Italy right and they were having a conversation, just talking about Vancouver, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, you know, like, it would be a great experience for Carlotta to just go there for a month or so. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, when you when you agree with someone, but not really. So I didn't want to be rude. So I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, great idea. And then my dad came to me one day and he was like, uh, you know what? I thought about it and it would be a great experience for you. Just a month, you know, to explore a new part of the world. Um, and I, same thing. I thought he was joking. So <laughs> I, I just agreed with him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like keep talking, you know, um, until one day he arrived with my plane ticket and I was like, what is that? And he's like, well, I, I told you you're going and you're going. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, look, I just spent like 1500 euros. You're going. Wow. And I, then my Italian drama queen came out <laughs> and I was like, I started yelling. I started crying. A huge drama. Cause wait, how old were you then? I was 21. Wow. Yeah. Yes. 
I was 21 and I'm like, you cannot force me to do things that I don't want to do. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You're my dad, but you're not allowed to do this, whatever. And my mom was completely on my side. Like, she doesn't want to go. She's not going. And my dad was like, she's going. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not a question, you know? So we arranged something on a, with a homestay family and, uh, so I are first time in 2013 and I was there until 2016 with them. So every time I came back to Canada, I, I stayed with them. So long story short, I was, uh, arrived to the airport uh, crying like oh crazy. I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Please, please don't, don't make me do this. And then he's like, it's a month. Just think about it. A month of your life. Yeah. You know? If it something goes wrong, you can come back home. Whatever. You know, like, I was on the plane. I was crying like crazy. And I, because, you know, like, when I say that I'm a drama queen, it's, <laughs> it's not a joke. Like, I, I really am. <laughs> so I arrived to the airport. Everything okay. I met the homestay mom. And I still call her my Canadian mom because she's, she's amazing. Oh, you're still in touch. She, oh, yes. So, yeah, for sure. She's great. I love her so much. So I arrived there, I immediately felt like home, and I was like, hmm, interesting, okay. And then she's like, you know what, I, I'm going to drive you to, to downtown. Uh, we were like 30 minutes by car to downtown. I'm going to drive you to downtown so you can see where your school is, because I was going to study English to a language, like in a language school. Uh, so you can see, you can be ready for tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And I still remember because I know exactly the moment when I realized that I was going to stay here. Like, it was crazy. It was on day two, you know. So she drove me to downtown and I saw all the buildings and I was like, that's it. Wow, it's instant love. Instant love. And it was so weird because I was so against the fact of coming here. And I'm actually impressed that I... I don't know. I, I was in love with this place in two days, in less than two days. Yeah, that's some really good father intuition right there. Like, he knew you would love it. He, you just needed that push, right? Is he is he still in Italy now? Yes, he's there. Uh, my parents are there. And, uh, you know, so it's it's really weird because my, um, my month here was amazing. Like, honestly, it I think it was one of the best summers in my life. I made amazing friendships that I, you know, I still have. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're still in touch after eight years. Um, it was great, seriously, and I would never be able to thank my father enough. Yeah, that's a big leap on his part too, right? Like he had a friend that said that Canada was great. He'd never been himself, or exactly. He kinda, no, never. You're, you're his only child, and he just pushed you to do it, like <laughs> blind faith. But he just—I think, yeah, there's something going on there. Like he had that intuition. I think he told me he's like, you know, I have a feeling, and it's a good feeling, and I think it's gonna be very important for you to go. So I had to listen, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So what were you like back then? Are you the same person as you are? Have you grown since then? I was a different person, like completely different. Like for me, it was really, really hard to talk to someone I didn't know. Like this, what we're doing today. (laughs) Oh my God. Nightmare. Like it was not going to be possible back then. You know, I just couldn't. I, and every time I was, 
um, supposed to, I don't know, talk in front to someone else that I didn't know or like even at school, you know, I was Im- immediately starting blushing and sweating and I-, I swear I couldn't, I couldn't. And now I'm like completely different. Like I love meeting new people. So it's crazy how this experience changed me, you know, in a better person because I'm, I'm very proud of who I am today and if I look back I'm like my god (laughs) why were you like this yeah and you you would never have gone and and had that growth that's amazing never never and you know what like when I went back to to Italy after my month here um I saw my parents and guess what I started crying again and they were like don't worry you're home you're home and I'm like no 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 like I think you misunderstood my tears. Like, I'm not crying because I'm finally back home. I'm crying because I already miss Vancouver and let's buy the ticket for when I'm going to go back there. And my dad was like, oh my God, what happened here? Wow. And I'm like, this is because of you, you know? <laughs> oh no, because yeah, how do they feel about that now? Obviously he was like, yeah, you're going to go and get the life experience and then come back. But he's actually kind of lost you to the other side of the world now. So that's probably not the consequence that he envisioned from it. Or I don't know, how do they feel about it? So I think that my mom still does not accept it completely. Um, and it's something that, um, I don't know, it's not easy for me knowing that she she does not agree with my life decision, you know. Uh, my dad is okay with that. And uh, I think it's because he's a bit more open-minded. Thank God my parents don't speak English, so they cannot understand what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but you know, my, my dad is very open-minded. He's like, just go um, experience new things, learn new languages. And uh, yeah, that's another thing, you know. I, I speak five languages now and two of them I just learn them here without studying just by listening so I learned Spanish and Portuguese and now I speak Spanish more than I speak Italian for example and my dad is super proud of that because it's really funny like every time I go back home to to see my parents I of course I talk to my friends here right and they're all Latinos so I only speak Spanish like I send voice messages and my dad was like did I send you there to speak English or Spanish or what's going on here? And I'm like, dad, yeah, like now I speak Spanish as well. And he's so proud. Like, seriously, it's nice to see him proud of me. That's amazing. That's It's such a multicultural place, Canada. And like, that's that's such a bonus that some people don't even realize that there's so, so many... Uh, opportunities to to meet different types of people and like learn those languages I've I really want to learn Spanish obviously you have a a head start because you have like the Latin language yes. so um it'll be harder but I def I've always wanted to do that as well especially because all the Canadians kind of head south for their vacations and yes you know exactly. I go there and it's like like it's like that's the only thing I know <laughs> um so yeah that's awesome too to have to speak languages like uh, that is just the dream I would love if I if I had to pick a superpower it would be to just like speak all languages in the world wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> I agree. could go anywhere wow but you know what I feel that this thing of like speaking multiple languages really helped me also in my retail job right because it i think that people really appreciate when uh, when they can see you're trying you know yeah you're trying to interact with them in their own language and then 
like the conversation starts and it becomes more fluent when they realize you're not from a, for example, from a Spanish speaking country. And so they're like, oh my God, how did you learn? Blah, blah, blah. And so it makes everything easier. Yeah. And it builds your confidence too, I'm sure. Cause you're, you're yes. meeting more and more people and you're putting yourself out there and just learning a new language is, is really, you know, outside of your comfort zone as well. And you're kind of making mistakes and kind of pushing through. And yeah, that's cool. And I think uh, this could be connected to what I said before, you know, the fact that before I was very shy and I'm like, if you don't try, you're never going to learn. And then, as I said, now I speak more Spanish than my own language. So (laughs) I'm very glad I could push myself. Yeah. And so you've said uh, before that you were never, you've never been homesick. So that in itself is, is amazing achievement. You know, you kind of just thrown yourself into this new life and you've embraced it. You found your place. So that's really cool because I struggled a lot with homesickness and I still do. Um, so that's just goals. So how, you know, what tips do you have for like just embracing a new place? Obviously Vancouver felt so right for you. So I'm just wondering, do you have anything that you did or any advice for someone that is struggling and that wants to just kind of love the place they're at? Like, like you did. Okay, maybe my answer is going to sound weird, but I think that when you struggle too much and you just uh, think about home, maybe that's not meant to you, right? Maybe there is another place in the world that it's meant to you. In my case, uh, I just had a feeling, you know, I was like, okay, this is my place. And I think it really, really helped me um, having uh, great friends around me, uh, friends from different countries and different continents as well. Um, so it's really easy when you can share your experience with someone else who understands you. Yes. But it's something really interesting because they, they ask me the same, why you're not homesick? <laughs> and I'm like... Wow, it's it's a good question actually, and I don't have exactly the answer, but I the fact that I I'm always in touch with my family, I always know what's happening there. I know that they're okay. I know that they're fine. They're a plane ride away, you know. Exactly. So it's it's I don't know. It's great for me the fact that I'm happy here. Um, of course, uh, now I. I I would like to see them because the last time I yes. was there was in 2019. But I wouldn't use the word homesick, you know? Yeah, because you found a home here and we can have two homes, you know? That's what I always say, Yeah, you know, that you don't have to choose. You don't have to pine for one, you know, one home that you've left behind. It's like, okay, you have that home and now you have this home and you can be happy and love this home just as much or even more. It's okay to to have more than one home. You were so, so lucky to be able to call two places home so embrace that of of course like it's a great feeling you know the fact that I know when I go there everything is still the same when I come back here same thing so it was really weird for me because at the beginning especially every time that I used to go back to see my parents I was like no I want to go back to Vancouver even if it was just for two weeks but now I kind of accept it what you said, like the fact of having two homes, it's okay. Like it's not a bad thing. Yeah. So yeah, as I said, like having people around you who understand you 
it's like my number one rule, you know, and also surround yourself with positive people that brings joy, that brings like positive feelings in your life. Uh, I think that's what really helped me. Yeah. So was there anything that you did struggle with at all during this experience? I remember um, at the beginning, uh, it was really weird for me because I'm Italian, so I'm a hugger. And, uh, you know, like I, I hug everyone. Um, so at the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, someone from, I don't know, Korea. Oh, let me hug you. And they were like, oh, God, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, And I'm like, why not? You know, so I would say that at the beginning, it was really interesting for me to uh, discover different cultures, right, yeah. right, to find out how they, I don't know, for example, how they greet each other. It's, it's really hard. Because for us, for example, it's either a hug or two kisses. Uh, for Mexicans, it's one kiss. Um, for Koreans, it's like no hug. <laughs> so I had to, you know, to, to learn these small things. And I'm super grateful because like, as you said, this is a multicultural place. So the fact that I could learn so many things about different cultures, it's, it's amazing. Like I, now I feel like apologizing <laughs> to all the people I had at the beginning, <laughs> even if they didn't want to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was a bit much. Like, I'm just an <laughs> Italian hugger. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm a hugger too. I, I am. And But yeah, I remember in France, when I moved to France, like, I'd never kissed people before, especially okay. other men when I was like 13, 14, or like other boys at school. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm like kissing a boy. Like, it was just so funny. I remember that. <laughs> so it's so true. Like, the, the cultural differences, like, you have to pick up on those cues. For sure. No, I'm, I'm very happy I could learn a lot of things, you know. And also, as you mentioned, friends, like, French people give the first kiss from uh, okay we do it from the left so they do it from the the right so the opposite way so sometimes it's like oh <laughs> gonna have a little awkward clash here yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> i thought that italians had like four sometimes or is that did i make that up is that movies i don't know okay look in some cities we give three kisses okay in other ones you give two so you <laughs> three, <laughs> three like a bit of a yes. workout yeah that's funny just a little bit <laughs> so it's I don't know it's really interesting so I think I got all this information I put them into like in different drawers in my brain and then every time I need them I open the drawer and I'm like okay let's use this one today love that so yeah it's it's super interesting I I love it I'm really really happy oh, so great yeah I love that too to, to put it in drawers I think that's a really good way of putting it you're just building up yourself yeah I love that that's cool so let's talk about fear then, because you've mentioned this before. Yes. That was a huge thing for you. You were crying. You didn't want to go. And then now look at you now. You know, you're, you found a home that you love and you, you've built a, a successful career and friends and you love it here. So obviously you've overcome those fears and, and that's what a lot of, that's what holds a lot of people back. You know, the amount of people that, that reach out to me and they say, you know, oh, I want to come to Canada, but I don't know anybody or, oh, I want to come to Canada, but you know, I don't know what the first step is. I don't know if I could do it. You know, all of these fears really hold us back. Yeah. And, you know, moving abroad is a huge deal. And, you know, the majority of us don't have a dad that's like pushing us to do it. So we have to push exactly. ourselves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'd love to know, you know, how, you know, 
how can people free themselves from those fears and what have you learned as ways to kind of just 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 do it is that yeah you know what i think that fear is it's always with us okay we need to learn how to overcome this feeling in my case uh, uh i was literally afraid of everything like i'm not even joking you know every time i was starting something new a new school uh, my university, uh, moving to a new place, uh, getting a dog. They're all new things. And fear can be paralyzing sometimes. You're just there. You're like, now what? What if it doesn't go in the right way? What if it doesn't go as I planned, mm-hmm. you know? But I started thinking and I started telling myself, you know what? It's not the end of the world. Like you can try again. You can keep trying. There is not a limited amount of times you can try something. Yeah. Like why don't you just go and do it? Like if it goes wrong, you can go back to where you were and start again. Okay. But it's better than just sitting there in your comfort zone and being like, what if yeah even if it goes terribly wrong you'll still grow like you're living proof of the things that you can you can learn about yourself alone and like all the other skills that you've had along the way but you know you'll learn so much and then it'll be a failure but not really because you'll have learned and grown and and taken you know experience back with you and layers of your personality that makes you who you are you know bigger and better and discovered passions you never knew you had so like yeah I totally agree and it's it is really difficult to get out of your own way sometimes and just kind of realize, you know, that you can't control everything in life. You know, you can't, you can't know what's around the corner all the time. You could, if you stay in your little town and you know everybody by first name and you can go to the same stores every day. But yeah, it's, it's all about just finding those other experiences in life and and especially if you're getting that itch like if you're listening to this podcast you have the itch or you're already here and you've acted on it so you know just what's the point in wasting time being fearful because it's it's going to happen anyway either way so just kind of jump in and you know what i think that change is the only constant okay Mm. things are going to change it doesn't matter if you change or things about you are changing or things around you. Like, you do not have control of what happens around you, but you have control on yourself, on what you yes, do. your decision. And on your mindset, especially, because mindset is so important. And again, if it doesn't go well, easy. I buy a plane ticket and I come back home. But I don't want to live with this doubt for my whole life. Yeah. You know, because it's going to eat me alive. I know myself and I know that when I have something in my mind, I just have to go for it. And uh, again, fear was paralyzing for me for a big portion of my life until I was like, you know what, just cut these chains that are keeping you here and just free yourself and try it, just do it. And uh, I'm really proud of myself for doing it don't let this negative feeling control you and it's something that is not allowing you to to enjoy completely what is happening to you in this moment so I had to learn how to to control 
that part of me, not to just delete it completely from my life, but to, yeah, to, to control it and learn how to live with it. Yeah. And it sounds really kind of, what's that guy called? Um, Tony robbins of me, but you know, you've got to just use it as your fuel almost, right? Like this is the fear. It gives you that adrenaline and then you have the energy to do it. And then it's when you actually kind of do it, it just goes away instantly. You know, you've already done it and exactly. it's just the build up, and it doesn't mean anything. Just, just, just do it. I know there's obviously you can apply it to every every part of your life as well. Like if you're thinking of moving industries in your career or like if you're moving cities within the country you're in or, you know, getting a dog, like you said, it's it's such yeah. a thing, a big thing that every single one of us experiences. And it's just whether you For choose sure. to, yeah, like you said, cut those chains or, or not really. So that's amazing. But for example, when I changed jobs, like from... Uh, uh, my retail job in a jewelry store to my insurance job now, I was like, I cannot do it. Why? Sh- I- I'm good in selling. I'm good in interacting with people. At the beginning, I was like, I'm not gonna leave this job. Why should I? Like, I'm not happy here. That's true. But at least I'm good at what I do, even if I'm not happy. And then I started thinking, what if I'm going to be good at my new job and happy that like, that would be amazing, you know, like winning the jackpot or whatever. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's jump again. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and I did it and I, I'm super happy, super happy of the outcome. I'm glad I could leave the other job behind. And I, I'm glad I could show myself that I, I can, but again, fear was there. Mm-hmm. I, I just decided push myself because my dad was not here to push me. <laughs> so I had to learn how to do it by myself. And, uh, you know, once you learn, you're just ready to go and ready to fly. Yeah. And I think once you do it once as well, you already know the feeling of like bursting through it and getting to the other side. So you get, you oh, get, yes. you kind of pick up momentum and like do b- bigger things. And you, you you become that person that you're looking at now and thinking, oh, I wish that I had that, you know, strength or courage, or you're looking at these people that inspire you. Um, that could be you, you know, it's exactly, they, they were where you were, you know, one day ago, like they were f- fearful and they wanted to take that first step. And that was obviously 20 fears ago that they're now here. <laughs> so you're at step one and they're at step 20. So it doesn't mean you're any less than them. It just means that you're further b- behind in the journey and just to, just to do that first step. So of course, listen to your intuition to what's going to make you happy and just, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I don't know. Like when I look back at my old self, I'm like, wow, that was, it was an intense journey. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, just because I think that I, I had to work a lot on myself. Okay. The fact that I was again, only child. I had no cousin. I was the only one in the family. I was not spoiled. Okay. But I was protected, protected from anything bad that could happen. And then I had to kind of find my place in the world by myself. And I'm, I'm really proud on, of what I did or like on my journey. You know, I, I fail sometimes, but who doesn't? And I learned a lot from that. Yeah. 
And then I think that I learn more from the times I I failed than from the ones where I succeeded. Oh, 100%. And uh, yeah, probably when it happens, it looks like a big drama. But then when you look back after a few years, you're like, oh my God, that was not that bad. And I could learn a lot. So it always feels like a huge deal during the time. Like it's crazy. You look back at all the dramas you had in high school or, you know, you thought that one test was going to make or break your entire life and career. Like it's just so funny, the fears that we, that we do encounter and how, you know, little they really are in the grand scheme of things. But obviously these big decisions are, are really big, but you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, you know, nobody is sitting around and watching you and judging you and your decisions in life. Like everyone has their own fears, you know, people are paralyzed by their own fears and things going on. So I think that's a whole, especially a a large part of of what I deal with in my own mind is I'm thinking, you know, oh, I can't do that because people will think this and it's just not the case. You know, you just got to do you. Do you, boo? (laughs) Exactly. Like it's not that everyone's eyes are on you. Like it's your perception, right? And, um, and again, it's what I think that sometimes fear makes you feel a bit paranoid. Like everyone is watching, but no, like they have their own things they need to worry about. You do you and it's gonna, it's gonna be fine in a way or another, right? Totally. And I guess like if you are struggling with it, the best thing to do is to just listen to these kind of things like this episode where we're, you know, giving you a bit of fire and like there's so many things like it. You can just Google some TED Talks. There's such inspirational people exactly. that really, you know, light that fire and, and push you to to overcome fear. So there's so much content out there to, to get that motivation to to do it if you really want to to get better at that. So, yeah. Of course. And also, you know, like if people who are listening this today, uh, want to reach out to me or if they have any questions, I, my God, I would be so happy to, to, you know, give some advices on how to overcome these feelings. Cause I, I really think that I learned a lot. And, uh, why not helping other people who are going through the same, right? Exactly. Which I feel that it's something that you're doing like people can learn a lot from your podcast because there are so many different stories and life experiences and uh, I think that every journey is very unique but you can really really learn a lot of things from from other people right they can be great examples 100 there's no there's no need to go through certain struggles alone anymore you know with this amazing thing that is the internet and you know actually being getting access to all people's experiences there's you know I cannot imagine what it was like you know decades ago when you were really cut off from information and other people's knowledge and things that they've learned so yeah now it's just it's great so yeah where can people find you then if they're if they want to reach out and um connect with you so you can use my Instagram. I think it's what I use the most. It's Carlotta Cristanello, very Italian. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to add it at the bottom. Yes. Right? Um, so yeah, you can find me there. So if you need anything, like if you have any questions, if you struggle with the, with something, I am definitely there to, to listen. I'm a good listener. Um, so I love, you know, I love when people share their fears and their doubts with me just because I, 
I know how important it is to find someone who can listen to you. Mm, and who gets it. Because that's all you need, right? Like sometimes you just need someone to be there and to listen to you and understand what you're saying. Yeah. Amazing. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. This has been so inspiring. I'm so excited to release this episode because it is all just about mindset most of the time, right? You can learn yes. all of the steps to, to take to, you know, write a good resume or, you know, get out there and um, I don't know, all the all these logistical things, but it's the mindset and the mental health and, you know, all of that stuff that is really the biggest hurdle for a lot of people. So thank you so, so much for, for sharing your story thank and for you. a little bit of your expertise on that. So... I'm super excited, really. Thank you so much for having me. And if I come to Vancouver, I will have to reach out to you because I'd love to meet you in person as well. You have to, please. And also, I'm going to bring you to the best Italian restaurants in town. (laughs) Stop! I'm literally obsessed with pasta, but I can't deal with your portions. I was in Rome and I was like, where's the rest of it? Like, (laughs) I always have like 50 plates of pasta. Like, I just have no end of my stomach when it comes to pasta. No, you have to trust me, okay? I found the best Italian places with like pasta that is homemade, (gasps) which is, oh my God, you have no idea. Um, Now it's lunchtime here, so I'm like, oh my God, I want it. Um, So pasta and then pizza, I swear you have to trust me. I'm going to bring you to the best, best Italian places in town, okay? (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you. Let me know when you come. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.